Kia ora iti iwi, welcome to another episode of Inside Netball, a Sky Sport podcast where we talk all things netball here in Aotearoa and across the globe. Netball New Zealand CEO Ginny Wiley will be joining us shortly, but for the meantime, Storm Purvis here alongside Adine Wilson, Jenny Woods. And ladies, last week we talked about round two being the round of the blowout, but round three... How exciting was that? Yeah, well, it wasn't blowouts, was it? Thank goodness. Uh, they were a lot closer, and of course, one particularly close. I thought the uh, Stars Pulse game, well, that was a surprise to me, the result, because I had expected the Pulse would, would take that game. Uh, but they didn't really, you know, I think, turn up and deliver. I mean, I thought they, they were struggling to find their shooters. Uh, I was delighted to see Katrina Rore there for the stars. I thought that was really cool. Uh, and I would have liked, actually going back to that pole shooting circle, I would have liked to have seen a bit more of Joyce and Vula. But, uh, you know, it was, it was close enough, but, oh boy, the one the next day, even so closer. So good, Mystic's Magic. We've sort of talked about the fact that we thought the Magic would be the spoilers. Like, they would come out and win the odd game. We were waiting for it, weren't we? We were waiting for it, and what a time to nail it against the Mystics. And didn't they beat the Mystics last year as well? I feel like Magic lost to everyone, but beat the Mystics last they year. They did. It was their so one win, I think, and the year before. I know. And so it's always in Hamilton as well. I've been true. on the receiving end of one of those losses as well. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what that is about. But anyway, it made for a very exciting netball. But if we also talk about that Stars Pulse game. What I liked about that game is, OK, Mvula didn't come on again. But Amelia Wormsley got a really good taste of how physical netball can be. Kalira Nawai Thalthal, she was on because there was no Ali Timu um, there. And she really, you know, she tested Amelia. And that's what you want and that's what the Silverfin coaches want from this competition is those individual battles. And I think those two certainly had that. I'm throwing a curveball here because I know we didn't talk about this um, pre-episode, but you brought it up, Adine, the physicality of that match. I know you guys highlighted it quite a bit in the broadcast. I went to have a look at the stats and saw that there weren't actually that many more penalties um, given out than any other game. Did you have any problem with that? Did you find the match was too physical or were you OK with it? I thought you? the umpire should have gone, let's just tie-ho, call it, calm down, uh, because I think that's probably better, actually, than blowing... Penalty after penalty after penalty. Uh, and they didn't. I was kind of waiting for them to do that. Um, I, there was, I thought, a bit more um, argy-bargy in that game than I'd like. And I think probably why there wasn't more penalties um, on the stat sheet it was because they weren't getting called. You know, people were getting smashed and sort of on the ground and then no call, and then they sort of stood up and carried on. The only, oh, there might have been a whistle to wipe the floor, because I feel like there was yes. a lot of <laughs> towel action, a lot of floor wiping. <laughs> but yes, I, I tend to agree with Jenny. I think when it gets like that, and I feel like it was only the second half, I don't feel like the first half was particularly like that, but I would like to see the umpires, you know, radio, call the captains in, everyone take a step back, take a breath, tidy it up. I agree with you, though. A really good test for Amelia Wormsley just to have that physical presence on her, and it'll only develop her game. Uh, let's go back to the Magic Mystics game. It was an amazing comeback from the Magic, led by Amelia and Ekinasio. But where did the Mystics go wrong? I know they made a lot of changes in that goal attack bib and played with their midcourt a little bit. Too much? Too much playing around? Well, I think they were too relaxed. I really did think that they were too... I mean, it wasn't a bad game to watch, actually. Uh, and, you know, when it came, it came to that sort of exciting conclusion at the end and you thought, oh, yeah, no, here we go. There was about, I don't know, 18 seconds left on the clock when they got that last centre pass. Easy peasy, I thought. But no, they just sort of mucked around with it on the circle. So, I mean, I say, you know, 
great stuff for the magic. Uh, but I just wondered, and with the goal attacks, I, I thought Vui um, was superior to Faulkner the other day. I think she has, she has more finesse than uh, Monica Faulkner. There was one example where she just ploughed through and flattened. Uh, I think it was um, Claire, Kirsten. Claire Kirsten on the edge of the circle. You know, Claire Kirsten got up and sort of looked around. But uh, yeah, no, look, all, all power to the magic. They thoroughly deserved it. Yeah, absolutely. But what I find interesting, and it was that Mystics match also in a number of matches now, is coaches aren't scared to make changes. And they make changes for like two minutes. And you often see someone come off, sit next to a coach, have a bit of a chat, and then go back on. And yes, I can see 100% why coaches are doing that. They're bringing someone off to have a chat, reassess, reanalyze what's happening. But it's got to be a little bit disruptive too. This is, you know, because you're changing your combinations and then throwing someone back on. So it's certainly something we're seeing a lot of in the game now. And I think you could see examples in every game played over the weekend. Yeah, there's a fine line between those changes. I totally agree. And sometimes we see the rolling subs. It almost feels like it's a rolling sub situation. Uh, let's go quickly to Monday night's game. We've talked about the steel and depth on this show. And yes, they still lost by 17 odd to the tactics, but they won the last quarter and they won it by five. Got to be pretty happy with that. Well, yes, <laughs> you, well, no, well, I'm just thinking, you can wins, see small, small wins. wins. I mean, you cling to something, don't you, if you're, a, I was going to say, a sinking ship. I don't think they are a sinking ship, the steel. Uh, too proud for that. But I just wonder, you know, where to from here a little bit. Um, I also wondered, you know, what did happen in that final quarter um, from the tactics? Uh, I, mean, I think they looked as though they just took the foot off the, foot off the pedal. But they brought Savi Tui on, and you know we know she's coming back, and she was an influence in that last quarter. Uh, will she be enough to step up for the steel for the rest of the season? I'm not sure. I'd like to throw a curveball out there. I'm, I'm still been looking around the world, thinking who can we bring in, and then what did I see on social media this week? <laughs> Catherine Tui Vaiti, she's coming to Australia. She's it's coming to Australia, Jenny. Oh. She's playing in the Sapphire League. Doesn't start till April 22nd. But, 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 I don't know. But, Can we see her in steel colours for a couple of weeks? You're, you're screwing up your face. Well, I am. And, I, <laughs> and no disrespect to Kat, but um, and coming back to the ANZ, oh, I don't know. But is that the way we should go? Go you back to who's been before? You Katrina oh. Nori. So yes, you're, but, you're, she's, but she's been playing, well, she just about played last. I mean, a baby got in the way. <laughs> Come on. two years off. Well, that's two years. <laughs> yeah, but no, well, no, but, but should you be playing in England? Yes, but that's playing in England, not here. <laughs> We're doing an SOS situation here. Yeah. It's not a we, we, you know, we're just trying to help the steel in the short term. Yes, but I so, still wonder if they are, are doing the right thing. You bring through the players you're developing. Altanga Vaya, I mean, she's a, well, she's been up and coming for quite a while. <laughs> so, um, but I wonder if, if you do, I mean, what message does that send if you just say, no good, oh, cat, come on, please. Yes, I, I totally I get it because we want a pathway and we want these young girls coming through. But can't you get a bit of both by having some experience wow. come in? Ring and play? Oh, well, actually, that's not bad. <laughs> she just did a 60-kilometre walk. I think she's pretty fit. I reckon a few people would go and watch you too. But, oh, Jen and I, we're going to have great debates Ooh, about uh, this in the car on the way home. Well, I hope you have this great debate with um, <laughs> Netball New Zealand CEO Jenny Wiley, who's going to be joining us very shortly. But for now, let's take a look at what the captains from that game, Jane Watson and Tehungere Osalbi Rickett, had to say after the match. Very disappointing, to be honest. Um, there's so many errors that we made, I think, personally, that just let us, let us down 
done in that quarter. I mean, we only scored, I think, six goals or something. Um, yeah, if we didn't have that lead, we would have been buggered, that's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely coming along. We've still got a lot to work on. Sometimes we're, we're, caught, we're um, marking the same player or we're you know, caught a bit out of time. Um, but we're getting there and we've just got to pull our balls in and make sure we're still backing each other up. But yeah, we need to, we need to nail the little things because I think we're, we're letting a few too many things slip through. You must be impressed with that last quarter. It was a loss, but the last quarter you won by five. Yeah, that was great. I mean, we, um, we'll take any quarter at this point, and I was really happy with how the girls fought. I just think we have patches, really great patches, and then we don't score for a long time. So looking at that and how we can break those flows and that momentum is probably um, something we need to work on heading into Magic on Saturday. Well, we're very lucky to be joined by Netball New Zealand CEO Jenny Wiley now. And Jenny, on the back of our conversations around the Southern Steer, we talked about them last week, we've been talking about them today. Where do you sit with this situation? What are your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, it's never ideal to have big margins like that, but I actually think in the stage we're in, in terms of lead into World Cup and coaching depth, it's great to see some of our coaches put under different types of pressure. Um, and this certainly is going to be the measure of the steel. They've not started the way that they wanted to start. Um, they're a really proud, sort of sporting legacy down there. Um, but we have seen each game they've progressively improved. Uh, having lost a world-class player, it's not easy to replace. And as you know, previous conversations have said, there's just not people waiting around waiting for the call. Um, but I agree that we've got to have, oh yeah, no, that's right, there's a Dean. <laughs> Remember, I can't shoot. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, well, that's, that's you know, a slight like issue. Everyone or on the couch. can play netball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, and, that, and that's why it's really important to bring the young people through, like Xavier Tui. I mean, she's come on, she's slowly on managed time, coming back from injury. So yeah, great to be able to put her out there again, build her confidence, and I think we've just got to get in and, and support this team. Um, they will be hurting as much as anyone. So, yeah, let's see how they go. They won the second half on, on Monday night um, and be hoping for an improved performance as they go through. Interesting you mentioned Saviour too, because I think a lot of the mystery around her was that lack of coverage of netball. No, it, her injury happened off-season. Mm. So, I mean, I didn't know what had happened to her. I don't think, you know, many people did. So you have to dig around. Is it is it frustrating to see, you know... Like the Mystics Magic game the other night, nothing in the paper the next day. Does that really Oh, incredibly you? frustrating. I think it's a missed opportunity from the media. I mean, we, we talk all these platitudes about women's sport and 25% of the coverage, um, you know, growing from 15%, but they're not taking into account the broadcast product out of Sky in those stats. Um, so they're, they're actually, it's an imbalanced piece of work. Um, but that game with the Magic Mystics was a thriller. And you might have tuned in and thought, OK, we're going to see the same old thing. But actually, it was anything but that. So if we're going to be true to all of the, the groundswell of let's get coverage for women's sport, let's actually do it. Don't just speak about it um, and actually play it through in a, in a really considered way. How do we ensure as well, because it's awesome to see there's other female sports that are coming to the fore. Absolutely. With, you know, there's so many examples, cricket, rugby, all of these things. Once upon a time, if there was female sport in the news, it was netball. Yeah. Um, how do we ensure, as the coverage of all women's sports grow, that netball still gets a good chunk of that coverage? Because we have to shout really loud that our sport is still 
awesome and where we want eyes and, and bums on seats. Totally, and I'm all for coverage being lifted collectively, um, but Nebel needs to stop being so bloody nice about it and taking a back seat. We are the original sport for women and girls and you know it's really hard to think about it but if we hadn't organised ourselves the way that we do and been there from the very beginning and we're 100 years young next year, where would participation for women and girls in New Zealand actually be at? And the base of where we'd be starting would be a whole lot different to now. So we play a role in lifting everyone up but at the same time, we've got to take our position as that original sport for women and girls in this country. See, one thing that really irks me is um, you look at, well, let's, let's say cricket. You mentioned women's cricket. I think they get paid a lot of money uh, to, to, and I'm obviously, I'm not the biggest cricket fan in the world, uh, but I know a lot of people watch men's cricket. I know their, their money comes from, I think, mostly the continent, uh, subcontinent rather, and but the you know the white ferns they haven't really been delivering on the on the pitch they um, they get as I say they get paid an awful lot of money. What can we do to lift the money the pay rates for for netballers to make it more attractive to all? Well, I think there's two things there. Netball's been doing this for 20 years. Every cent that we earn, whether it be through commercial partnerships, broadcast in our community is invested back into women and girls. So there is never that split conversation of should we put the money into the women's game or the men's game. We don't cross subsidise. So unfortunately, there's a lot of other codes that cross subsidise. And when times get tough, they're gonna make different decisions. Whereas first and foremost for us, it's about the women's game. So that makes it quite a simple strategy for us. Um, but I think if we take the conversation just basically down to equal pay between women's sport, we're limiting ourselves and we centre the conversation on that. It's got to be bigger than that around the fans of women's sport consume in a different way because they're not in mainstream media. Therefore, women's sport needs to innovate and be in different channels. I want to come back to the media because I noticed um, in the announcement of the All Blacks coach the other day, there was one woman in that room and it was Dame Patsy Reddy, you know, chair of the rugby union. All those there to cover it. Uh, I noticed that during the cricket tour uh, when the England were here, they were all male reporters. Is that part of the problem as well? We've got to get more women into sport reporting? We've got to have more women in sport reporting, in production of sport because they bring a completely different lens and actually consumers are more interested in the whole of person, whether that be the athlete or the story behind the athlete. Um, traditional men's delivery of sport or the, the delivery of the men's game is not gonna wash in the future because actually it's not that consumable. So I think it's really important that when we package up women's sport that we have people that are familiar with what those consumer trends are and to be able to deliver to something that's going to hold a lot more interest than just delivery of the game on the pitch. You've brought up rugby, so I'm going to stick on that a little bit. We've seen, obviously, Opeki come along, which is brilliant. Great to see rugby. They've got a women's game that's now, you know, being played on Sky Sport. 
But some of the conversations around it, I won't lie, frustrate me every now and then because we went through all of that with netball and we've seen, you know, how you have to grow the game and grow how many rounds you play. And I, I suppose the piece that sometimes frustrates me is the conversation around you don't actually have to be paid to play and train like a professional. And sometimes I feel like that gets mixed into this, well, you need to get paid if you want people to play and, and not have to work so much and all of these things. Does that frustrate you sometimes looking at as it comes through the other sports? Is that going back to the we're too nice? Yeah, yeah uh, maybe we're too nice and we're too busy because we know what it takes for us to be able to put on the product that we do. We just get our heads down and we do it. Um, and we don't have the big marketing machine which is um, NZR in behind us to be able to have that story. So we've got to think of different ways to differentiate. We are, uh, you know, for the last seven years, we've had ANZ Premiership with 47 games on shore. To be able to have a sport that's visible week in, week out is incredibly important because that is how you align to your grassroots. And so without visibility over extended periods of time, I do worry uh, how some of our other female codes are going to retain any momentum that they've had since um, World Cups on shore, because unless you have a feeder coming through from grassroots and a lined system, and there's big gaps, that's where people fall out and they look for other opportunities. Yes, I wondered about that. There's been a bit of talk recently, haven't there, but about you know has there been momentum? Um, you know, made the most of after, I think, the Rugby World Cup last year. There's also talk about, you know, the clash this year between the Football World Cup on here and Australia clashing with the Netball World Cup. I mean, do you see that as a clash? Look, I see it as an opportunity to actually promote cross-code visibility. We can't be precious about having our product and only shining the bushel, you know, putting the light onto us. I actually think we've got to, there is enough Kiwis in the system, there are enough consumers, there are enough potential fans for us all to have um, a lift as a result of these large events. <coughs> um, they're going to appeal to different people, different markets, but having Kiwis exposed to it more is, um, you know, I can't see a downside in that. How do, how do we attract girls um, and boys to keep playing netball. How do we keep them focused on wanting to be successful and go to the Commonwealth Games, go to a World Cup? Because I feel like there's more options now. Once upon a time, back in my day, um, you know, that's what you played. You played netball. It mm. was just, a, it was almost like an automatic thing. If you create a love and a lifelong um, attachment to the game, that's that's going to be a really, really good start. But we do have an aligned system. I want it to be the sport of choice. It was mine, it was yours. Um, but again, kids are going to play what they're going to play. But I think as long as you're giving them the best experience possible, uh, they've got every chance of continuing in. Are these issues, or they, do you talk to like Kelly Ryan in Australia, Fran Connolly in England? I mean, are you all in touch? Yeah. Sort of throwing things around? Yeah, we've got, we've actually got probably um, the strongest relationship that we've ever had with our. Uh, counterparts offshore and we talk competitions and we talk future state and we talk the challenges and participation and they're no different anywhere around the globe. So everyone is vying for the same person. I guess the, as a system what we want is more kids playing full stop. Irrespective of the sport, I think we have to get beyond our own sport. Um, only the cream of the crop are ever going to get to that 
that pointy end and they're going to find their way there. But if you provide a good experience and kids are opting in as opposed to saying, oh look, it's a bit wet, I'm not going to go today, or you know, it's a bit muddy, um, or parents are opting them out. Um, you know, and injury is going to become a big thing. Concussion is a big thing. So I think there's all these different things that are starting to play out at a macro level that will start to influence at the sport level. Jenny, thank you so much for your time. It's actually very encouraging to hear the sort of thought process and, and you know, the depth of the conversations and thinking that Netball New Zealand is having behind uh, the things that we want to talk about. So that's all we have time for today, but really appreciate you coming in and having a corridor with us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's now take a look at what is coming your way for round four. So for me, first game of the round, Steel versus Magic, versus Magic, sorry, both riding a little bit of momentum. Before last round, we probably would have picked this game to be super close and then the Magic obviously beat the Mystics. But anyway, who are you guys picking? What are you thinking for that one? Well, you could just about mount a case for every game in this round that's coming up. Steel Magic, though, it's interesting. Um, you'll have Sam Winders, who, you know, now in the Deep South, up against the team that she was the heart and soul yes. of for, yes. I don't know, 10 years or more, I'm not quite sure. I think that will be fascinating in itself as to how that plays out. Look, I'm going to go with the magic because I don't think you drop that sort of momentum. I mean, you can just imagine how they would have felt after that win on... Uh, Sunday. 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 Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think I will go with the magic, but I think it'll be good. Uh, Tactics Pulse will be interesting too. I think that's the next game off the, yes. um, that gets played. And... I don't know, it's kind of like when we were talking about the Stars Pulse, you're not sure where the result's going to be because I think both the Tactics and the Pulse have the potential to be outstanding. They're like but, two teams that are trying to still get their attacking flow, right? Yeah, still but then they, the exactly that, that. They've had some really good passages and you're like, wow, you could be real contenders. And then you have a, oh, okay, those invisible threads of, you know, Disappeared. Yeah. So I, I think, oh, you don't think they have? No, I do, but I think added impetus there because, you know, Aaliyah Dunn is now playing true? is going to have the same the kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So hoo hoo. Yeah, yeah. that's a and tough one too, but it'll be good. It will be good. I want to go back to Steel Magic just quickly because we were talking about Saviour Tui and I know we talked about Kat Toy Vaiti and Adine <laughs> coming out of retirement, but if we get to see Saviour play a full game this weekend, That'll be fantastic and we can stop having these conversations, possibly. Because I like Xavier. I think I, she's great. I do too. A lot of pressure on her, though. I was talking to Ranga Bloxham the other day and she was saying that what, you know, what happened and since that knee injury, and she's rehabbed and rehabbed, and Ranga sort of gave the impression that she was probably, perhaps, better than she had been before, just in terms of strength. And I was looking at her. She and looked it, right? She, she did so look high. it. And I mean, she, gosh, she's only young. What is she? Is she? I she's don't know. She's a baby. She's I a don't baby. Know either. Twenty-one, but, maybe. Yeah. So um, you know, fingers crossed. Talk yeah. about someone looking strong. Yesterday at Pilates, I came up against oh, right next to um, Grace Nwicky. And oh. if we segue that, doing Pilates <laughs> with Grace, into Mystic Stars, gosh, she was looking strong and she's going to have to be up against the stars. Will we have Ali Temu back? Not sure. But if they don't, Holly Fowler was oh. so good. So good. Um, so that's going to be a good challenge. And the Mystics, they, they will not be happy with the fact that they just lost. And, and potentially 
you know, you could argue blew it in that last 18 seconds because they mucked around with the ball just a little bit too long. So they will be fired up for that. Um, we, you call it the Battle of the Bridge? Kind of is, kind of is. Oh, I get tired things. of those cliches, really. I, oh, she's been grumpy today. <laughs> I know. She? Grumpy. I've had a good gr- sleep <laughs> and I'm just ready to go. I call it a derby? It's a derby. It's a, a northern it's derby. A derby? No? Yes. She's even I struggling guess. with that. <laughs> it's, it's a mystic It's the two the open sides playing each other. Yes, I <laughs> and know. And the two top a trophy. Of the table teams at the moment. Oh, is there, is there a trophy? There is a trophy. Yes. Battle of the Bridge. Yes. Or was that right? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I agree. I'm picking that to be the game of the round on Pilates. I feel like all netballers should have done or should do Pilates. I wish Jamie I Hume had done as teachers it. Honestly, the, the little muscles that you're going to fire up, you're going to help your knees and your ankles, I wish I'd done Pilates. So I'm glad to see Never too late, I understand. Well, I'm not playing anymore, but yes. Uh, that game, I agree, the Magic have done the stars. No favours there. The Mystics will be firing. Would you like to see more settled lineup from the Mystics in that one? Yes, I I possibly would. I, I just, I'm... I don't like the way, well, no, I don't mind the way, but I mean, I think it's good the way that Tia Winnie Caddy, you know, swaps the, the two goal attacks around. And we've talked about that before, about, you know, Vui and um, Faulkner. I mean, what a luxury to have. And again, you know, wouldn't you like one of them to ship down to <laughs> Invercargill? But um, no, I don't know. I mean, I think they're so wary about being caught out as they were last season when, at, you know, right at the end, Wiki gets injured and I, so I think that are they overcompensating? I don't know. I think they're perhaps covering their bases. Yeah, who knows? Look, and then we finish with Tactics Magic. So that's, both of them, that's the second game of the weekend. That's always a challenge. There's no doubt about it. And that's when you do need a big bench. And it's helpful to have those players and options because if people have tweaked something and if we see another really physical match, you know, you are bruised and battered. So that will be interesting. Look, I think all these girls are pretty damn fit. So I'm not seriously worried about fitness or anything. But it is always a challenge because you are just a little bit, you know, a tiny bit fatigued after a big match, and especially if you've been challenged and you know the tactics I think in particular could get really challenged by the pulse in that earlier match. Lucky for them both those games are at home and I say home they're in uh, Rangiora. Maybe a conversation for next week. Why are they there? Why are they not I at don't know. Have to get the map Arena? Out. I yes, know. find so out where it is. We know there's always stadium issues for uh, netball games in New Zealand so maybe something to discuss. On that note if you're watching at home have anything that you want us to dive into to get into the nitty gritty topics about netball here in Aotearoa we'd love to hear from you. Uh, yeah, we really like, you know, getting into it, having these robust conversations. <laughs> Adine and Jenny in particular, great to have you guys here on Inside Netball. But that is all from us here today, and we'll see you next time on Sky Sport.